Right. Recording is in progress, as she says. Hello, everybody. Lovely to see you. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, as always, I'll always start by saying thanks very much to everyone who's come to join me. Um, thanks to all the people that have have taken some time. I appreciate it's valuable time out of their diaries to come and um, give me somebody to talk to. Always much appreciated. Uh, but also, because I know lots of you are taking advantage of the whole Spotify thing, if you're listening along on Spotify, then um, thanks for coming too. Lovely to, thank you for supporting my channel. Um, today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about calories. Now, I just wanted to have a little bit of an open up. So the today has been a joy, frankly, um, because today is my is my check-in day. Today is the day where I kind of look over everyone's everyone's um, progress and updates and all that kind of stuff. And although we have a few people on holiday, we have a couple away skiing, we have a few people away. Um, everyone who's who's kind of in it has been doing fantastically well. And I have to say, it's not just necessarily sort of big progress on the scales or anything like that. Um, it's people that have been in a bit of a rut managing to get back onto some consistency. Um, people who uh, potentially doubting themselves a little bit, getting a little bit more confident. And things are looking positive, frankly. And I don't know whether it's the time of year. It could be. Uh, it probably has something to do with it. Um, but whatever it is that you're, you know, you're doing, I'm really, I'm genuinely so impressed. Um, and you've made my day a joy. So thank you very much for that. Um, next week or next in a fortnight's time, uh, we're going to be doing a six-week check-in, which is kind of halfway through our the first quarter of the year. And main focus for that will be to have a little bit of reflection and to actually, um, yeah, basically just give you a halfway point, see how you're getting on, make sure that we actually have some structure so that we don't go too long without having a proper deep dive into what's going on and making sure that we're uh, we're staying on track. So that's the plan for next time. Now, I had to say last week, well, I said something similar, which was that things seem to be going pretty well. And so as a result, I was thinking of doing something else today, but I decided to stick with this because I think that what we want to do is we don't necessarily need to implement anything um anything particularly new um i think that at the moment you guys have everything that you need um obviously you can tell me if you think differently but i think that we do and so what we're going to be doing is actually running through some um some some covering over some old ground and kind of re-clarifying some some old stuff um and putting it all together because previously the stuff that we're going to be talking about today has kind of been over four or five different videos in a lot of depth and what we're going to do today is we're going to compress that into something a little bit more digestible um, and just something so that you can get the full understanding of the idea of exactly where it is that I'm coming from with, with my perspective and then how it is that you can take the sort of little nuggets out of it and then ultimately actually improve what you're doing and, and make the process a lot smoother. All right. So the first thing that we're going to be doing is we're just going to kind of define what the question is and the question that i'd like to ask today is if we agree which hopefully we do that um the way to um getting yourself lean is through calorie balance and i have to say i do think that the most important aspect of any dietary choice um and this is something that i'd like to do one on in the future but in terms of what makes a good diet the number one thing is the calorie balance needs to be correct okay that seems 
pretty pretty essential. If you have insufficient calories, you will wither away and die. If you have consistently too many calories, then you'll become very overweight and unhealthy. Okay, so the first thing that we need to control is we need to make sure that the number of calories that we're consuming versus the number of calories we're burning off is creating the correct balance. And that balance is actually supporting what we want to do, whether it's we want to anything from putting on tons of muscle, losing loads of fat, anywhere in between or any other fitness goal that you might have. Okay, so the first question to answer to answer then is, how do we control calories? And then how do we actually make sure that we stay consistently where we want to be? Okay, that's, that's the main thought of the question. And you kind of start that question by thinking about something fairly simple, which is, where do people normally go wrong with, with calorie with calorie control? And the thing that and I've got a little list here, if it'll click forward. This is going to go. There you go. Um, and this is kind of where I see people going wrong. First things first is people think that the way to get to a decent calorie balance is through activity. And hopefully by now you'll understand if you've ever been on a treadmill or anything, you will know how long it takes you to burn. Not those things are terribly accurate, but they're accurate enough. Um, you'll know how long it takes you to burn off, say, a thousand calories. And if you've ever encountered a tub of ice cream, you will know how long it takes to consume a thousand calories, okay? And how easy those two things are relative to one another. So activity should be something that we do to make ourselves stronger, make us fitter, give us a good headspace, um, make you more mobile, make you more physically resilient, improve your mood, um, all of these things, but it shouldn't be our main weapon against calories. The reason that you exercise is not primarily to burn calories, even though if it does burn some calories and that's a good thing, that's not the main point. The second thing is that the most important thing about all of this is whatever skills and habits and routines and whatever you learn while you're sort of you're here with me, that they're with you for the long haul. I'm not interested in doing something that only lasts for six weeks or only lasts for three months or only lasts for a year. What I want to be doing is building up something that will actually give you a, um, a sort of an arsenal of weapons that you can actually use to maintain this for the long term. It should also be low stress. I have no interest in teaching you how to, um, you know, basically become completely obsessive about what you're eating. It should be low stress. It should be intuitive. It should be natural. Okay. Um, and it should also be flexible so that you should be able to adapt to the situation you're in rather than, so you're, you're sorry, your, your diet should adapt to your situation as opposed to your situation should adapt to your diet. Okay. The last little bits are, are sort of uh, possibly the most common. If you're say 40% body fat and you have an awful lot of body fat to lose, what it is that you should be doing in order to main, in order to reduce your, so let's say you want to reduce your calories is going to be very, very different to what somebody wants to do if they're 10% body fat and wants to get to eight or six or however low it is. And if you're a female, you add 10% to that, right? Those two people are not going to be taking the same routine, the same attitudes. But the fact of the matter is lots of people start off with the most aggressive thing they can possibly do. And then the last thing is, is there's all sorts of methods and funny little ways of doing it out there that don't give you a huge amount of flexibility in terms of working out whether what you're doing is actually working or not why what you're doing is working and then what you therefore you should do in order to change it okay so these are the things that people generally get wrong when they are dealing with controlling calories 
And that's where that's our kind of that's our start point. This is the problem that we're trying to fix. Now, I think of of calorie control as a kind of like a like a, a, red, a red pill versus blue pill scenario. And in my life, in my sort of experience, the the blue pill is the quick fix. OK, it's finding something which gives you an external structure which you can follow that tells you how many calories that you should be eating. OK, now, hopefully at this point, you'll identify that this is not what I get you to do. So this is counting points. This is removing food groups. This is measuring um, sort of calories in terms of actually weighing and measuring stuff. This is sticking to meal replacement shakes or, you know, predetermined fitness food plans. You know, you see, I mean, I don't know about you. I get bombarded with this stuff all the time. Maybe you don't. Um, all these things that are essentially saying, stop thinking about what you eat. Outsource your thinking to us. Just do what we tell you to do. And then you will get a result. Now, that is super duper attractive, okay, in principle, because that sounds like the most sensible idea. Why would I not do that? You know, it's it's kind of this is somebody's going to do all the thinking for me. They're going to basically take it off my hands and or take it out of my hands and they're going to tell me exactly what it's going to do. And the, the most attractive thing is, is if you do it, it will work, right? It is as simple as that. It will work. I can tell you right now what it is that you need to eat, how many calories you need to eat a day, what it is that you need to do like every single day in order to get from A to B as quickly as possible. And if you follow it to a T, then it will work. But the problem with that is, is that actually probably 5% of people actually follow that through. They're the people that end up on the before and after photos. Uh, and they're the people that end up singing the praises. But in, in reality, the, the most people fall off because it isn't, it, it fails on all of those things, pretty much. It's apart from maybe the top one, but it fails on every single one of those things. So that's that's the first issue. The second issue is if you do get to the end, what do you do in terms of winding things down when you get to the end? Are you going to continue to do that for the rest of your life? Probably not. In which case, what are you going to do? You're then going to go back to the only other set of routines and behaviors and habits that you actually have instilled in the software in your brain, which is what you were doing previously. And so you come off the, let's just say you're on a like a Weight Watchers plan or something and you're counting points, et cetera. Once you stop doing that, you then you don't have any skills that you can actually transfer into your life to live the actual life that you want to do. All you have is some set of routines that you hate, probably, that you find stressful, that you find tiresome, laborious, um, tedious, all this kind of stuff. And you, you end up returning back to where you were because you only have built You've built, a, uh, you've built a lifestyle that you don't like and you have basically switched off the lifestyle you do like admirably, admir admirably in my mind, um, to pursue a goal, but you haven't actually got anything to fall back on. That's the blue pill, the external stuff. That's outsourcing your, your thinking to the, the outside world. Then we have the red pill, which is the less sexy option, which is where I say to you, how do you want to start? What do you want to do? Here's some options for you. What do you think would be the most simple thing that you could change? How can we take what you're currently doing and improve it to actually give you levels of the operation that you can build up and you can pull down? That's an internal thing. Now that requires introspection. That requires reflection. That requires you actually 
being prepared to get it wrong every now and again in order to actually grow and learn and develop and, and build better habits that re that results in probably slower progress and it is ultimately a sacrifice for the greater good in the long term because every time that you go off the wagon or off the I don't like that term every time that you make a mistake every time that you you get something wrong you sit you have the opportunity to say okay so what is it that actually I need to do differently next time well how can I how can I fix this for myself because you can do it you know what to do it's just a question of building the routines to do it properly and this is essentially where I want to get you to go now I'll talk about this a little bit more at the end if you want to get to be six percent body fat or if you're a female if you want to get sort of it's probably like 15 percent or 16 percent, something like that which is basically where you're super duper shredded you're going to need to weigh and measure your food because your body hates it you're going to be tired you're going to be hungry you're going to be angry at me because i've told you to do this but you're going to look really really good with you know a pump and your shirt off right if you want to be just lean and healthy then you can do it using the red pill okay and you never have to do anything else and so that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to be talking about the three levels of what it is that you need to do and we're going to be talking about some really simple and actionable things that you can do today or tomorrow that will actually make a big difference to how it is that that you eat how much it is that you eat how much you enjoy your food and how much control you feel you have over your your food choices so you don't have that feeling of being out of control you don't have that feeling of oh my god why did i do that or being mindless or you know reverting towards a pilot and sitting back at the end of the day and thinking well you know what? actually i didn't even think about it today all that kind of stuff okay so we're going to start with what i like to call level one which is about eating more mindfully or mindful eating which i think is a fantastic pun the <laughs> the, the 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 simple thing here is what we're trying to do is not some kind of zen practice although if that's what you're into good for you it's it's not a question of um you know behaving like a buddhist monk all the time what we're trying to do here is simply give you better food hygiene which is what i'd call it it's a bit like sleep hygiene is doing better for your sleep this is more about eating and actually allowing you to give a little bit more respect to to what you eat because as evidenced by chappy with the the remote control and the pizza we as a society do an awful lot of unconscious food eating and drinking okay and that is a real problem so we actually don't think a lot about what goes in our mouth if i asked you what you ate today lots of people will struggle and have to really think about it what did you have yesterday mm, i can't remember because are so much and there will be things that you forget because so much of what we eat is done on autopilot out of a reaction not really thinking about it, just kind of just because food is is omnipresent, it's everywhere, and it's constantly um, right in our faces, sort of saying, um, you know, eat me, right? And there are so so many reasons that we eat outside of hunger. It could be it could be stress, it could be boredom, it could be you eat cake when you go to a party is a good example of when you eat when you're not hungry. Um, you know things like. You know, when you're watching sports and stuff, people have their snacks and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but what you need to do is you need to find a way that you can moderate that. And if you think that's a problem, if you eat, you know, if you eat breakfast on the tube, eat lunch at your desk, eat dinner in front of the TV, and actually you don't actually spend any time sort of actually looking at what you're eating, paying attention to what you're eating, you get a really difficult time controlling what you're doing. 
Okay. And the idea that you would then go from that to going on some full-blown diet plan is going to cause you so much stress that you're probably not going to get past week one. Okay. So what we want to work on essentially is, is, is meal hygiene. So taking some time, whether it be for breakfast, whether it be for lunch, whether it be dinner, whether it be a combination, whether it be all three, just to sit down and create both some physical, as in you're away from distractions and psychological space to actually sit and eat and then create a distinction between I'm working and I'm eating or whatever it is that you're doing can play a huge part in reducing things like grazing. It can make you, it will make you significantly more psychologically satisfied with food and physically satisfied with food, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about in a minute. And it will actually allow you that discipline of saying, okay, so I'm going to eat now, I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm going to enjoy it. And then what I'm going to do afterwards is I'm going to do something else, right? I'm not going to do two things at the same time. So I'm not suggesting that you only ever sit by yourself and eat. Obviously, socializing over food is a good thing. And, you know, you're, if you want to scroll on your phone and look at the news while you eat, that's fine. Okay. If you think that's okay for you and you don't think that's a problem, then that is okay for you and that's not a problem. But at the same time, I see people all the time walking down the street with a sandwich in their mouth on the phone, walking down the street, and you think to yourself, that is kind of, that's slightly more of a problem. Okay. So, we all have an idea of where it is that we're unconsciously over-consuming and where that would be a really low-hanging fruit in order to help us to actually consume fewer calories and get a better calorie balance, okay? The second thing, building upon this, and this is all kind of levels. This is still like level one stuff, and then we go up into level two stuff, um, which is, and that's within our sort of five levels um, framework. We go into slow eating, which is where we start to think more about actual how much you eat. The, the, reason, the, the, the basic stuff we've just spoken about is just purely about creating space to build a foundation of actually making a decision and about respecting your food times and actually having good meal hygiene. This then comes more into portion sizes. So for example, I don't know about you, but naturally I'm a very fast eater. Um, and oftentimes I will find that I'm the first person to finish. I'm not the fastest person in the world, but I'm also not definitely not slow and it's something I need to work on. People who are encouraged to slow down and chew their food more, and I know this sounds like the sort of thing you're told when you're seven, but there is some truth to it. If you're, if you're people that are told to slow down and chew their food by twice as much as they would do normally, eat when given an unlimited amount of food and obviously in like a controlled setting, they will eat 15 to 20% less food than they would do normally. So by spending more time eating, you will actually eat fewer calories. And I know that might seem strange, but it's true. And if you were to eat 15 to 20% fewer calories, say for example, as off the top of your head, you are having two and a half thousand calories a day, at the end of a year, that would result with nothing else with you being 40 pounds lighter, okay? So if this is something that you do, this could be the simple thing that you can take anywhere in the world. You can do whatever you want by just slowing down what you're eating. You will find that you eat fewer calories because the thing is, is if you actually spend more time with food in your mouth, your brain is getting that satiety signal going. You actually, you're, you're spending more time chewing and swallowing. It affects your fullness hormones and your, your hunger hormones drop. If you just bolt down food really, really quickly, then 
what happens is, is your brain goes, huh? What was that? Did, did you have anything? And then it's like, go on, do it again in two hours. Do it because it doesn't feel like it's, it doesn't feel like it's had enough. We're talking, firstly, we're talking, enjoy your food. The number of times that people say to me, I can't possibly do a diet, can't change my diet, blah, blah, blah. I just love food too much. I love food. I enjoy food. And then when you talk to them about it, it takes them five seconds to eat their dinner and they do it in front of the TV without even looking at it. If you actually take time to enjoy, and like 20 minutes a day to eat your dinner, let's say, that's like about 1% of your life, okay? It's a bit more, maybe like 1.5% of your life. But it's 1% of your life spent on dinner. Even if you could just do that, that would, which is going to be the biggest meal of your day, that would in itself make a big difference. To actually enjoy your food and spend time actually chewing it, appreciating it. Again, it doesn't have to be you sitting in a lotus garden, cross-legged and doing all that kind of stuff, but just actually taking some time to, to enjoy it can make a huge, huge difference. And it's going to give you both the psychological and physiological satisfaction so that you can, you don't feel hungry as much. And so you're less likely to overeat, you're less likely to overindulge, and you have literally done nothing other than just slow down. It's very, very powerful. Um, and if, it's, if, if you think this is something that you need to work on, it definitely is. And if you don't think it's something you need to work on, it might be, right? But if you, if, you think it, if, you think, if you think this is something that you need to do, then I can promise you, you definitely need to do it, right? Because it's a very, very common thing. It's really simple and it's really, really effective. The last thing is... So once you've got to a point where your meal hygiene is good, you tend to sit down and eat your meals at a table and you're away from distractions and you've slowed down enough to actually chew your food, enjoy your food, all that kind of stuff. Then you can get to the final level. And this is kind of like the, the this, is, this, is, this is where the real magic happens, essentially, is when you start to think about, am I hungry? Am I satisfied? Do I need any more? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The... There's lots of things that people think of as hunger. So, for example, hunger could be you have two main hunger hormones, which are you have basically leptin, which is a fullness, fullness hormone, makes you feel satisfied. And you have ghrelin, which is a hunger hormone, which makes you would want to eat. OK, but people also interpret a lack of sleep as being hungry. So if they feel tired and they're hungry or, for example, people will think of low blood sugar as being hungry. Um, if you, if you have, if you, unless you're diabetic, obviously, but if you feel like your blood sugar is a bit low, then you may get just as much of a boost from going for a walk as you will from eating a Mars bar, because actually that will then stimulate some movement and it will get you going. Um, you know, people think of things like thirst as hunger, maybe you just need a glass of water. You haven't had enough to drink. Um, people think of stress as hunger. People think of boredness, boredom um, as hunger, all these kinds of things. These can all be sort of meshed into what does hungry really mean? Um, and what we basically want you to do is we want you to become more in tune with your hunger signals and actually start to be a little bit more discerning about, well, how much do I want to eat? So most people who are, say you're at the, the top end of the spectrum, and you, you know, again, 40% body fat, something like that. Um, you need to lose several stone, four or five stone, something like that, right? Then chances are you never really feel that hungry and you stop when you feel full, okay? So you actually only stop when you feel like your belly is physically full. And that's when you think of it as, as if you, if you, people, and this has been, this isn't just me, this is, this is definitely a, a well-recognized sort of phenomenon, which is that the 
um, yeah, the, the physical sense of fullness is what stops people who are very overweight from, from stopping. And then the, basically once that fullness starts to go away, they then interpret that as, as, as hunger. Okay. Down the other end of the spectrum, if you've got people that find it very difficult to gain weight of which there are some people who I have worked with, they will feel good when their stomach is empty because they feel like their energy. And the second they put some food in their stomach, they start to feel weighed down and they're like, Ugh. I can't know. I can't really, I can't identify with that personally, but it does happen. And that's, that's the kind of situation we're at. So what you need to do is just become more discerning. So wait until you feel a little bit more hungry before you start to eat or stop before you feel a bit more full. And generally speaking, I would say number one thing to work on is stopping when you feel less full than working on making yourself feel more hungry. Cause that's a little bit, that's a bit tricky. Now you can experiment with this a lot and this will take some time. And I don't think that you'll ever get it perfect, but as long as you have some kind of structure or you have a sort of um, the, the ability to reflect and you have some kind of way of working on whether what you're doing is working for you or not, then you can start to think about um, sort of what it is that you need to do to fix it. The number of times that I've had clients who just turn up and I talk to them to this and I just say, well, just wait till you feel hungry before you eat and stop when you feel satisfied. And they've lost loads of weight and it just happened because it's not something they've ever thought of is actually quite astonishing, frankly. Um, and so some things that potentially that you need to watch out for are highly processed foods will, excuse me, French, fuck with your head, um, because they will make you feel, they will stimulate your hunger hormones. They will not reduce your, your fullness hormones as much. They will mess around with your blood sugar. Um, all this kind of stuff will actually really affect your ability to control so you you need to be working on whole foods here which was true before we said this but we need to be working on whole foods um how much food volume you have which is kind of the same thing where you say um you know do you do you have are you eating sort of a big pile of vegetables or are you eating two chocolate bars so those two things are going to make you physically you feel very different when you finish eating them so that's something to consider as well and then again, the last thing is stuff that takes you longer to chew is going to make you more satisfied than stuff that goes down quickly. Okay. So, um, you know, making sure you haven't boiled the crap out of your vegetables is a good start. Make sure they're a bit al dente, bit of bite to them and you'll, you'll be, you'll be good. Right. But this is, this is really sort of the, the, the big, the big thing that we can, we can really work on to get you going. Okay. If your one goal is just to be lean, then this will take you to being healthily lean. Okay, so I'm talking somewhere between, depends on you, but somewhere between the sort of 15% to 12% mark where you're just starting to get some abs. You can get down to this point by just simply eating proper food and just being sensible about your portion sizes while doing a bit of activity, by doing a bit of exercise. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And the fact of the matter is, if you really struggle to do all of this, then what it means is, is that you're probably not being mindful about your eating. You're probably really stressed out about it. You do it randomly. Um, you're not eating the right kinds of foods. And you basically, you, you need to work on the other stuff, the other level one stuff, which is basically making sure that you're exercising, making sure you're getting enough sunlight walking, making sure that you're sleeping and making sure that your, your planning is in place. Okay. If you get those in and then you do this stuff, this should be all that you need to do. Okay. And it is literally something that we want you to be practicing constantly and it's it's always an iteration it's always something that needs to be adjusted but the more that you can get in control of this this will then give you 
the, the resources, the tools, the whatever, the weaponry, whatever you want to call it, in order to control this for life. Because once you have this in your, in your tip bank, you know what you need to do, and you will never have to search out someone or something to help you to get lean again. Okay, it is as simple as that, right? But it, it's going to take a while because the fact of the matter is, is that your brain changes much more slowly than your body will. So you can get somebody to lose 1% body fat a week for 20 weeks in a row, but their brain is still going to be back almost where they started. So this is a long-term thing. This is something that you need to be prepared to work on for the long-term. Okay, so what I'd love to do, um, I'm going to cut the, um, I'm going to cut the, the presentation there for everyone listening. Uh, but I just wanted just to run through some sort of, for people that are still here, um, just to run through some sort of takeaways and say, you know, what is it? that you think that would be a good idea for you to um to sort of work on going forward okay um thank you very much for joining me um and uh yeah have a lovely rest of the week <laughs>